Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. Joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott. We're going to be talking about, you know, the finance of our country, the United States. Uh, we'll look at the big, bigger picture of the world and potentially, you know, the complete collapse of the dollar and how that's going to look as far as like, you know, this, the, all the different financial systems here in the United States, the Fed maybe even going away and all kind of crazy stuff. So it's looking pretty shaky out there. What do you, what do you think, Dr. Elliott? Well, it is shaky, you know, and, and Michael, everything goes through phases to get to their end point, right? It's just like a bodybuilder. It's like, you can't, you can't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime in a day, right? Right. Yep. It takes it takes time. It takes different things. You have to eat right. You have to work out. Give it time. Take time for the muscles to grow up. Same thing with these processes, right? So, people think, "Oh my word, Kirk, this is happening overnight." No, it's like it's really not, right? It's like Bank of International Settlements started in 1930. The Federal Reserve in the early 1900s. You've got World Economic Forum, which isn't technically all that old. I mean, it's decades old, but still, these things, these plans, these processes have been working for a while. But for anything to be born, something else needs to die, right? It needs to be replaced. And this is what we're seeing in this new system that we are going to be experiencing, that the dollar has to die. And and we viewed it over the last... 30 years, you know, since really since the early 70s when Nixon took us off the gold standard, shut that window completely. That was the beginning of the closing of the coffin, right? It's like, okay. So it's been going on since 1971. You got 81, 91, 01, 11, 21. So about 52 years, right? Um, But everyone's looking at Kirk, this is happening like all overnight. It's like, what? It's like, no, it hasn't. It's been five decades in the making. Now, what we're seeing right now is is like a bamboo tree, right? It takes forever for those roots to grow deep before you start ever seeing anything. And then once it hits the surface, it shoots up like multiple feet a month or something crazy, right? So, right answer, yeah. so yeah, so this is what we're seeing is the fruit on the tree, right? Is it starting to actually manifest itself in an ugly way? Um but but there's still a couple more nails in in the coffin. I mean, this is where your comment of about the death of the dollar. Basically, this is when you know how how nations die, kind kind of a thing. We're seeing that play out. So, if you look at Rome, right? Let's look at the Roman Republic. Uh, how the largest you know republic in the world. They had amazing infrastructure. They built roads all over the world when roads weren't even really a thing, right? And they had this amazing economy. They had seafaring vessels that were trading back and forth, and they had a big military. Um, They're pretty much fat and happy. We have to realize they did not die from an external force. They eroded from within. Um, They got became like parasites on the government for all these handouts. They became lazy. And ultimately, when Rome fell, one third of the population was, of Rome was on some kind of government assistance. Well, we're like at, at uh, pushing 80 plus percent. It's like, man, mm. 
If Rome fell because they fell under the weight of those entitlements when it was only a third of the population, we're 80% of our, basically our, our annual revenue, our, our income as a nation goes out towards entitlements, handouts, mandatory payments of some sort. It's like, well, this is, this is pretty bad. So we're eroding from within. And erosion from within always starts with a loss of character, right? And this is what we're seeing as a nation it's it's we we've lost our character and people have lost hope right they've as i as i talk to people every single day as you talk to people every single day um not necessarily the people that are our followers and listen to us all the time they're full of hope right they're full of promise they're full of light that cast out darkness in this world but but before they actually start listening to the solution, they're focused on the problem that brings darkness into their lives. And it's like, this is where the world is right now. So a couple of things have happened over the last couple of weeks, even that, that tell me we're getting close to that last nail in the coffin kind of a feeling. So, so number one, um, the, the, basically the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, said, hey, cunt, we're new rule. Countries who are paying off other countries' debt, you know, so if you're paying debt service to another country, you no longer have to use the U.S. dollar. Um, don't even use their currency. Use the renminbi. It's like, what, the renminbi? This is the Chinese internal currency. Like, like if you lived in China, so they have two currencies, right? It's not like the U.S. dollar, which is like for international use and, and domestic use. The renminbi is the domestic use currency in China, where the yuan is the international use currency. So, so why in the world would they say we're going to use the renminbi for all debt settlements between countries? It's like, what? So, massive nail in the coffin for the U.S. dollar, right? Because now this is happening. Now, another alarming thing that actually has happened, and this is more of a and you're really good at this because of your military background, your political insight, and how you view the world, right, is I think the red flags of war are starting to wave right in front of us. Um, The reason I say that financially is I'm not looking at the political infighting. I'm not looking at the flexing. I'm looking simply at what's happening monetarily between countries. And most of the BRICS nations right now are repatriating their gold. So what does that mean? They're they're basically, let's say you're you're China or you're India or you're Brazil and you have gold stored in a London vault or a New York vault someplace. They're they're repatriating it. They're bringing it back to the homeland, right? They're going to store it themselves. They want it out of these international Western financial controlled vaults. Well, why would they do that? Well, they saw during the Russia-Ukraine conflict the Russia had their assets frozen, right? It's like the the Western banking system said, Russia, we're going to stick it to you economically. All these assets that you have tied up because we're ticked at you because you're invading Ukraine and they're our friends and this isn't okay. We're going to cut you off from your money, from your assets, from all these accounts that you have. And I mean, A, that ticked off Putin. And this is why we've got this massive now Rick's nation's uprising pretty much is because we upset the political apple cart, right? By, by freezing them from their assets. So they, we basically forced them into joining a coalition with these other countries. It's like, 
we don't like it. Well, tough beans because we started it, right? So by those international sanctions. So when you start to see countries repatriating, why would they do that if they didn't expect that something bad was going to happen to it? They would just keep it there. So I think when you see repatriation of gold, bringing it back to the mothership, um, I, I believe that these are the red flags of war. Some kind of a conflict is coming, and it's not country after country after country. It's mostly the BRICS nations that are bringing it back home. So I think that they view, whether it's an economic war or a, or a political war or a physical war, they're, they're actually, this action is showing that they're very concerned about what? They're very concerned about some Western financial institution freezing their assets. So they're bringing them home. They're simply bringing them home. See, it was about eight years ago, um, and Angela Merkel in, in Germany, the, the chancellor, premier, of whatever president, I don't even know what the position is called there, but right. she wanted her gold brought back to Germany. Well, the Fed said, nope, we're going to, we're actually not going to give it to you. And, but we'll, we'll give it to you at some point. You just have to wait seven years. It's like, well, why would it have to wait seven years? Well, it's because they were using it. Right, they were leasing it out. They, it, it wasn't sole ownership. They were actually leasing it out, using it for on the COMEX exchanges and so forth. So it wasn't actually there. So they had to give them a seven-year window to try to get it back. Well, if I were Merkel, I'd say, what in the world? This is my money. I gave it to you for safekeeping, and now you're not letting me get it back for seven years? Imagine us trying to do that with the BRICS nations, right? It would be all-out war, right? So, so, And I think that the BRICS nations know that. So they're they're pulling it back. <clears throat> so I see that happening. I also see the end of an era in in real estate growth for for now. Um, we've had ten years of uninterrupted growth. Well, it's been now. Uh, Robert Schiller from Yale. He's he's got the Case Schiller Index, one of the best um, real estate kind of analysis firms that there is. Right. So he's he's going over the trends. He said, I think it's over. I think the real estate boom is over. Um, why would he say that? Well, it's because we've hit critical mass. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've hit critical mass in the sense of. Uh, let's say you're you're you need to lose weight and you're on a diet. Right. And so. You buy jeans that are too big and you're tricking yourself and you're thinking, oh, these jeans fit great. Well, of course they do. They're four inches too big around your waist. And so you think, okay, I can eat a little bit more. They're still not tight. They're still not tight. Well, then when you get to the point where if I gain another ounce, I'm going to split the seams in these jeans, right? It's like, I just got to upsize. I got to do something different. This is where we are right now with America, with our budget, with our spending. It's like we are at this critical mass point where the only way that you can actually win is to actually go on a weight loss program, right? Get rid of debt because they don't make any jeans that are that big, right? You've got the biggest size that there is. So the only mechanism for you to actually stay comfortable is to, is to reduce the debt so you can fit into those jeans. We're at that point now with, and it's been hidden. It's like having the jeans that are too big, right? Because you, we've got these, these problems, but you're not really seeing it because you can still fit in them. Right. So so what we've had is wages have been coming down 
but it was interest rates are going up. It's being tougher on people. It's a pinch, right? But but it still wasn't at a point of critical mass where you just can't add one more dollar of debt. You could still float it. Well, we're at that point where we can't because now with interest rates are there and they've already said just this morning, Bank of Japan, the European Central Bank, the Fed are all meeting this week. This is a pretty big week for reports um, that they're going to raise rates another quarter of a point and probably do that through September. It's like, okay, that's that's probably a couple more. We're already at critical mass, which is why Robert Schiller said the real estate boom is done. 10 years of uninterrupted growth is now going to be shrinkage. We're done. We're toast. Because you can't, at this point, debt is too much. Interest rates are at that point of critical mass. You add one more rate increase, people aren't going to be able to afford it. Right. So, so what do what do the housing market need to do? And you know, putting a, a word picture to this, well, they they simply have to lower prices to get people to afford them because they can't take on any more debt. And this is where we are in the real estate market, right? So you've got that happening. You've got this interest rates that are continuing to rise, domestic pressure on everybody. But so so that's bad for the for the health of the U.S. dollar moving forward, and, and it answers your question. I, I hope that I think that we're done, right? I, I think, and I don't say that flippantly. I don't say that with even a fraction of a smile on my face. I want the dollar to be strong, but there's nothing we can do about it at this point. With the decades of mismanagement by the federal government, they're going to blame it on somebody else. They're going to blame it on Trump. They're going to blame it on Reagan. They're certainly not going to blame themselves, right? Because, but it's their policies that have caused us to go into this almost like hyperinflationary type moves that we're seeing, right? So, so now that's from a technical level, but here's the fundamental level of everything that we're seeing. You and I have been warning the viewers of this, of the show for probably nine, six to nine months now mm-hmm. that hey, this central bank digital currency thing, it's going to be bad, right? It's going to be complete loss of freedoms. And now over the last few weeks, we've been exposing it, shining light on their darkness of Bank for International Settlements Project Icebreaker, no bank wires unless the use of funds matches their ideology. The whole concept of programmable money from the World Economic Forum and a central bank digital currency means what? If it's programmable, they can change whether you own it or not based on your digital social profile. It's like, what do you mean? How could I not own my money? Well, speak out against them. Watch what happens. You're not going to have access to it. They'll reprogram your money to have someone else be the owner, like themselves. They, If you can't access it, you don't own it, right? So this is their goal. Now, this happened to Nigel Farage um, just earlier this week. So- so this, this is a big story to me. I mean, yeah. it's it's massive because who is Nigel Farage? For people who don't know, um, he he was the one responsible for Brexit. You know, Great Britain leaving the eurozone countries and wanting to be independent, operate on their own freedom. Well, they call him um, racist and a xenophobe. Why? Because he wants his country to be responsible for their own actions rather than some letting some international organization be responsible for them, that's not xenophobic. That's not racist. That's just saying, hey, 
I want to work hard and be rewarded for it. And if I don't want to work at all, I'm not going to be rewarded. All he's saying is he wants freedom for his own country, right? Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Everybody watching the show would say, yeah, that sounds good. What's so wrong with that? Well, if you're a globalist, everything's wrong with that statement, right? Because they want to control everything. So Nigel Farage, very wealthy individual, and he has this private level concierge um, wealth management bank that he that he goes to called Coots um, Wealth Management. So C-O-U-T-T-S. So <clears throat> I looked up Coots. They're established in the late 1600s, one of the eight oldest banks in Europe, right? I mean, very well-established, very uppity-uppity, snooty kind of a bank, right? You can only bank there if you have a lot of money or you're part of this upper echelon, upper crust of people, right? So so what did they tell them? It's like they said, hey, we're, we're freezing your account. You can't access your funds anymore. We're closing it. It's like, what? Those are those are my funds, right? And he's Nigel Farage, so so he deserved an explanation, and he got one in a forty-page memorandum. Um, so he got this message, and here's what the message said in these forty pages. So he's he's had banking relationship with for for almost a decade, and supposedly, according to the media, it was inexplicably closed his accounts. And several other banks refused his application to open a new one. So now all these banks are, are working together to basically say, we're going to ruin your financial existence. So, so the BBC and the Financial Times, following the public accusation of Farage, made the decision to close his accounts. That he said that They said that he's been politically motivated, and this isn't okay, and so... It raised questions, ethical questions, about the institution's conduct. Nigel Farage did. Well, I would too. I'd raise those questions too, right? But in this 40-page memo, Brexit is mentioned 86 times, Russia 144 times, PEP, which I'm not exactly sure what that is, might be some kind of British thing, 10 times. But here's the other parts. Support for Trump, plus views on immigration, plus net zero and the vaccine, are all listed as as reasons why he needed to exit. So, yeah, the the minutes of a meeting with Coots Wealth Management, they have a reputational risk committee. <laughs> so, um, basically, they said Mr. Farage is seen as a xenophobic and racist. He's considered to be a disingenuous grifter. Being associated with Nigel Farage presents a material and ongoing reputational risk to the bank. All right, so this is a private-level concierge bank with very wealthy people. Mm. So they're more concerned. It's not Jane Doe, who has 500 bucks at Bank of America, right? I mean, Jane Doe with 500 bucks at Bank of America, they could care less if you go anywhere, right? They're, they're simply not going to care because they don't care about people. But this one, you know, with millions of dollars and the political reputation that Farage has, you would think it would have been a hard decision, but it's not. Yeah. It wasn't a hard decision for them because they don't want the reputational damage. They don't want the world to think that we're actually holding money and from and doing wealth management for a guy who who doesn't who who is in charge of Brexit and who doesn't like these things, who doesn't like the vax, who 
has pro support for Trump. And it's like, what? So he got, he got ousted from his money. This is exactly what you and I have been warning people about yep. for a while. But now it's actually happening. It also happened to Kanye West. He got axed wow. from his bank account. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even know what he said. Now, there was, there was another guy I, I listened to, this other guy who's an economist type guy, and he said there was a packed West Bank in Australia that basically this guy goes in, he, he deposits less than $10,000 because I guess $10,000 deposit, it kind of draws some uh, eyebrows because he's from out of, out of the country guy. Uh, and they, they, froze, they froze those funds uh, and he got a, a notice. And so he's like calls them and they, you know, he was on hold for like half an hour. And so he like just goes back to the, the place where he deposited, uh, sees a bank manager and they want to know where the money came from. He's like, that's none of your business. I'm just depositing into my account. That's my money. I bought it in my account. And they're like, no, your your account is now frozen and yeah. you can't have access to your funds. So it's, it's happening not just with the Nigel Farage, you know, and the, the big uppity banks, but all the way down to we, the little people, you know, are, are getting, uh, are, are going to be attacked very quickly here too. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Yeah, I mean, this is complete totalitarianism. Yeah. Right? It's communist fascist control of your bank accounts. And and here's what's the why everybody watching the show should be alarmed or concerned about it is because, yeah, this might be happening in England, um, but you think that we're any different? All these big financial center banks are all tied together at the hip, right? They're all mm-hmm. part of the British Rothschild dynasty, right? All these all these banks are. And so- Very mafia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good grief. It's like, we've got to pay attention to some of these things because what did he say that was so bad? On his own social media post, he supported Trump nuts well why support right well he 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 didn't like the vaccines well neither do i or well good grief what else did he do he doesn't like the zero carbon emissions thing it's like okay that's just a money pit right it's like so what if somebody wants to drive a gas guzzling truck or they want an electric car it's their choice right right? what they're what they're doing here is they're just taking away everybody's choice Mm -hmm. You can't worship the way that you want to. You can't give to the political party you want to. You can't eat the way you want to. You can't drive the way you want to. You can't do anything the way you want to. You can only do what they want you to do or else. See, this is what Farage, this is what um, mm-hmm. the different these different people, Kanye West, have, have basically had to face the music, right? Yeah. So back- I, I, I love your historical perspective because I'm- very much a historian myself, uh, and the and the, uh, the political and the economic and the military. When you wa- when you watch all those things, you're it's basically the money. It's all about the money. So the money funds all these different political parties or these you know fascist or whoever World War II because the fascist the uh, the Kazarian mafia they came into Germany and stole from the German people twice, uh, the First World War and the Second World War. The Germans aren't having it this time. You know, they're they're pushing them out. They're done with all of this stuff. So I think that's happening 
around the world. I think the America will be isolated economically, and we already are beginning yep. to be isolated economically because we're pretty much uh, the centerpiece, like, unfortunately, Nazi Germany was back during World War One and World War II. Uh, we're, we're that part, we're that political military might that has pushed on the world and the world is like pushing back right now. Well, so people, you know, have, have said, Kirk, this is so such an extremist thing to say. That's not going to happen in America. It's like, but it has happened in America before. Remember back during the Obama years, Lois Lerner with the head of the IRS, what did she do? Right. Well, she was any, um, faith-based institution, she was holding up their applications to get nonprofit status. She was auditing them like crazy. Um, you know, and then somehow, some way, a lot of the credit card companies, uh, you know, basically debanked a lot of these faith-based institutions. Clergy got so scared, you know, the pastors and priests and and rabbis, and they were, they were, you know, saying, oh, we, we can't speak truth from the pulpit anymore. We can't speak politically. We can't do anything because they were afraid of losing their nonprofit status. See, all that was a precursor of this, right? This is way worse than that. This is, this is actually losing access to your bank account, like, boom, in a day with a flip of a switch, right? So, so we have seen these things in America before, and this is where, you know, uh, Absolute power tends to corrupt absolute, right? It's like, and this is what they're seeing. You want to completely control somebody, you control what they spend their money on and what they don't. You know, you control their pocketbook because they can't give, they can't eat, they can't rent, they can't pay their mortgage, they can't live, they can't travel, they can't vacation, they can't, 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 can't. That's what, that's what political power they want with your bank account. So normally I'm not, I'm not an alarmist kind of a person. I, I never deal with timelines. I could, you know, it's like, I'm not God. I don't control the market. I don't know. But here's where we do know some time frames to this. Not because I'm projecting and not because I'm thinking, oh, this is the timeline. They've told us what the timeline is, right? So so the Fed Now app got, got released April 1st. They wanted complete... Um, basically marketing through all banks, small, medium, large, and credit unions on July 18th. Well, that was just a few days ago, right? So now when is their end date? Their end date is September 22nd through the 24th of 2024. That's when the the pact for the future is basically established from the United Nations showing the whole world what they did a week prior to that, September 15th, 2024, is the when they want a global ID card biometric to you that is attached to your bank account. So September 15th of next year, at the end date and the beginning date, yesterday, right? Anytime in between that point, I think it's lights out for the US dollar. It's gone as the world's reserve currency. There will be something new established, probably BRICS nations, because with, well, amongst all the BRICS nations, they're over 70% of the world's population. It's not like that's a small trading block. It's huge. Even if even if countries leave it, well, good grief, one one trading block, I mean, they could they could come down 30%, still be like 50% of the world's population, right? It's like, man, that's a lot. So, so you know, something will happen. You're going to have com- countries leave. You're going to have countries oppose. You're going to have states that rise up with states' rights and say, you know what? No way, federal government. 
we're not going to accept your FDIC insurance. We're not going to accept the controls that you're putting over us, which is why Texas and Alaska are doing stuff like that, which is why Florida's looking to oppose central bank digital currency, not looking to, they already did. They said, we're not taking it in this state. Other countries are backing their currency with gold. Countries are now repatriating their gold. They're bringing it back. It's like, if it were such a worthless relic, who cares if it's gone or there, right? Well, it matters to them because they know that it's the backdrop to their currency and something that adds accountability, transparency, stability, and value. So we need to start thinking the same way that they are so we can identify these trends and then just take advantage of them, right? How do you take advantage of their trends? By doing exactly 180 degrees the opposite. If they're saying central bank digital currency, you get out, you go into silver, right? If they're saying the stock market's going to grow, no, it's not. How can it, right? How, how can it? with declining wages, increasing prices, increasing taxes, increasing debt service. It can't. It, it simply cannot. I mean, it's so we're, we're playing with fire on some of these things. And our goal is to simply minimize risk and, and maximize return. This is why we shout from the rooftops every single week about the solution, because I don't want people to be gripped and paralyzed with fear. I want people to operate in the wisdom that God gave them, that implanted in them, that that we can change the atmosphere around us, right? We can do that. We just have to act. We need to actually be motivated to do something, because if you wait and don't do something, well, you might sink with this shit, right? I'm not saying that that fear is is ultimately a horrible motivator, right? You can, fear is inherent in everybody. I mean, you've been fighting in battle and and fear is there, but how you respond to it is the key right. of life or death, right? You can, you can take fear as, you know, it's fight or flight kind of a thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to fight or no, I'm just going to stick my head in the sand and you'll probably die, right? So like when Old Testament Queen Esther, right? She, she had to bring a, a story to the king. Uh, and to say, hey, we need to save my people here. Well, even bringing that, requesting that at the time from who she was, I mean, she could have been killed for that. But she said, no, I am going to fight for my people. I'm going to take my message to the king, realize that the consequence might be I'm going to die. But what did she do? She gave it. The king heard her request. A whole nation was saved because of her bravery, right? This is an amazing story. I'm not even talking about saving an entire nation. I'm talking about just saving your own personal finances, right. right? It's just a decision, but it's that bold decision to get rid of that normalcy bias. What's worked in the past for you is not going to work in the future if something changed, something drastically changed. Currency system is changing. Interest rate cycle changed. Debt is exploding. Things aren't the way they were a year ago or five years ago or you know, we like I've got clients that that are are liberals and say, well, it's not our grandfather's Democratic Party anymore. It's like you're right, it's not. This is this is Miles or Lennon's Democratic Party at this point, yes. right? Because I mean, it's just truly not. I mean, yeah. you listen to RFK Jr., Democrat. He's speaking wisdom and he's speaking bold and he's speaking yeah. courageous. I mean. That's probably the party of his uncle, JFK, right? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. That's that's the but the, the that party has gone so far left 
It's like, oh my word, it's now like communist. And I'm not, and yeah. y- you saw what McCarthy did during the debt ceiling talks on the Republican side. He fell asleep at the wheel. It's like you capitulated completely and gave Biden everything that he wanted. Why? I mean, why aren't there more brave politicians like Queen Esther who are who are actually speaking the truth and, and sticking their necks out there and being courageous and bold? And But you know what? When you're not, you're going to get what you get, and this is what we're seeing. Because it takes a lot of courage, like you were saying. She was willing to give up her life for, you know, her people. And, that, and that's kind of what we're doing right here. So we're, we're like, you know— rising above uh you know the the average person that's out there talking about economics and they're not they don't have that courage to rise above like we have been doing and talk about these things i, I love your analogy with uh with rome because rome basically we see the same thing happening in america uh the similarities as far as like uh the corruption uh the wars endless wars uh that drained you know the coffers uh and then at towards the end you know the degradation of society uh you know the orgies and all the kind of crazy stuff that we heard about well look what we have now we have the transgenderism going on we have all these different things men claiming they can have periods and like it's just it's out of control so it's the same situation uh and and just like the whole world basically said rome you're causing way too much problems they turned against rome and they defeated rome so we're, we're seeing the same situation. So like you're talking about in Texas, you've talked about Texas and other other states uh, that are moving towards, uh, you know, letting uh, bullion be tradable. Uh, that's that's going to be very valuable to those of us uh, that are going into commodities like gold, silver, and so forth, because those are going to be able to be traded when the dollar is gone. Uh, so that's, that's going to, and just like in Rome, the collapse of Rome, the collapse of Soviet Union, because you talk about communism, same thing. Communism always dies. We're basically a communist country right now. Uh, I, I recognize that. I was in uh, uh, Costa Rica when I came back into this country because Costa Rica was very nice, and it came back into our country, and it was just like everything's falling apart. Uh, I was like, God, this is just like the communist countries uh, that the Soviet Union was, and uh, all these other countries basically collapsed you know, under that weight because it's one of the worst forms of government there are. And you said the Republic of Rome, which is the, as Plato said, uh, all the way back in ancient Greece, that was the ultimate uh, form of government, republic. So we have fallen away from that republic of Gandhi and communism. So uh, what happened? I just looked it up while you were talking. Uh, I, I can do two things. One, because I love your conversation. <laughs> You're very, very historically. I love history. Uh, this is one of, the, one of the best shows I think you've done. But uh, I looked real quick. Uh, when Rome collapsed, Silver went up 1,000%, 1,000% because they had been manipulating the silver price. How about that? And they've been manipulating it. And so when it finally, when those controls came off, up at 1,000%, so we'll be seeing $250 silver. So if you're if you're into silver, like we've been telling everybody, because uh, we're going to see, uh, you, we saw the Great Depression, we're going to see something that's far worse because we're going to see a complete collapse of a system uh, that's coming here in America, unfortunately. So what what do you do to uh, protect yourself, protect your family, uh, put yourself in a position? Because I see all these countries, like during World War II and so forth, everything, you know, was cheap. Everything was cheap. Uh, you're going to get that opportunity if you're in a good position and you've, you've created wealth through silver, gold, and so forth. So if you want to do that, 
you know, put yourself in a good position, you definitely want to speak to the es- experts, uh, book a free appointment. Uh, you can go to kirkelliotphd.com or you can go to uh, the phone and you can make a nice little phone call, 720-605-3900. Uh, so book yourself a free appointment. It's, uh, it's very simple. It's very easy. And uh, there's people that are going to help you out and you'll be pleased like many of us have been. Yeah, I mean, time and place for everything, right? And, and you know, like Queen Esther, you know, one of the most famous scriptures in that passage is born for such a time as this, right? That's why she was there. And she recognized that fact about her because she could have been created 400 years prior, 400 years later. Nope, she's created for right then and there. Just like all of us are right here, right now for some purpose, we just need to find that, um, you know, because what's the future? Well, it's just history playing itself out, right? I mean, this is where we are and we want to be history makers and be um, part of this solution. We can't if we're flat, broke, busted, right? We just, no. we just can't. So, so this is why take those bold decisions and operate because literally, Again, I've never been an urgency kind of a guy. Um, this time it is different because they've laid out the dates of when they are wanting the world to change. So that gives us a window to fight or flight, right? It gives us that window to make a change. So, I mean, two easy things that we could all do. A, allocate into tangible assets like gold and silver. That's the easy part. That's what we can help people with. But B, you know, it, it takes... A political action point too. It's like contact your state legislators, not even your national, mm-hmm. just your state ones, because this is a state's right issue of getting a state chartered bank in your state, like what Texas or Alaska want to do, that gets out of the FDI system, right? So contact your state legislators and say, hey, we want to do what Texas did. We want to do what Arkansas did. Get off your butt and start promoting something because this federal system, this Fed Now app, it's complete loss of control, complete loss of our privacy, complete loss of our freedom. What are you doing about it, right? And so you'll probably get a state legislator that will actually talk to you. Fat chance talking to your 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 uh, federal, you know, House of Reps person or, or senator, right? But the state ones, they will talk to you. And so just make that point known. Let's get this done. Imagine a world where we can have a bunch of state chartered banks that are all out of the federal system, be a great solution, uh, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to take that Queen Esther stand, make a difference politically to actually save a nation. Could be you, right? Could be you. Wow, that is great advice. Thanks a lot. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, like you said, uh, you want to survive. Uh, you don't want to run. You want to survive, this is the way to do it. You put yourself in uh, the silver, like we've been recommending. Uh, don't be scared. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a bad, it's not gonna be a bad thing if you're prepared. Uh, so thrive. I want, we want people to thrive, not be in survival mode, because a lot of people are gonna be in survival mode. You'll be able to help them, so people around you, hopefully. Uh, if you're in this situation, but you can also uh, benefit quite quite substantial, I think, going forward, and that's going to be good for uh, those of us that uh, are in that position because we'll rebuild this world and rebuild our country. Couldn't have said it any better myself. 
All right, sir. Thank you so much. This was an excellent show. Good, good insights. Wow. I, I didn't know how deep your history went. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Good job. Well, thanks. It was, it was great. I love that kind of stuff. Um, yep. There's more where that came from too. You, you got me <laughs> thinking of something on this show. It's like, uh, I want to look into the communist manifesto for our next show and look at, oh, look at Marx's 10 pillars and just show people how far down that road we've gone. Right. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling yeah. it's a lot of them. So we're going to look at that on the next show. I think that'll be a fun one. That's fantastic. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, everyone. Hope you guys enjoy the show and you've heard it. Uh, so we're, we're bookending this week. So Monday and then Friday, we're going to have another, we're going to look at all the Holocaust that's going to happen this week, uh, the financial system and see, and kind of put it together for, uh, on the, on the other side of this, uh, week. So look forward to you guys, uh, join us again on Friday. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Thank you.